Giants were able to select Armand Thompson in the draft last night. And they were also able to get Cam Whitmore at pick number 20. So Will, Vader, and myself, we're going to be talking about that experience at the draft party in Houston and what to look forward to with this new Rockets team. So stay tuned for this episode of the Brad on Will Show. All right, and welcome back to the episode of the Brad on Will Show. I'm your first host, as always, Will. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bias Houston. Um, bunch of stuff to talk about now with, Now that the draft is over and some of these coming up. So tap in if you don't want to miss any Houston Rockets content. I got you covered over there. I'll quickly shout out the Brad on Will page on Instagram and, and Twitter. And make sure you guys continue to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all the support. What's up, Brad? Yeah, man, as always, y'all know where to find me. Uh, Brad on NBA, Instagram, Twitter. Um, make sure to subscribe and we run it up. We're getting close to a thousand. We appreciate y'all. And yeah, man, for today, we're just excited. We got, we got, we got a guy Vader on the show. We were all in Houston last night for the draft party. It went extremely well. It was a parade at pick 20 and it was a parade at pick four as well. But Vader, we're going to be talking about this draft experience. Um, yeah, man, we're excited to have you on again, but go ahead and plug yourself and let people know they can find you. All right, yo, it's Vader. Uh, you can find me at Vader underscore H-Town on Twitter and on Instagram uh, for your Rockets, Texans, and a little bit of Astros-related news. Uh, yeah, let's get right into it, man. Yeah, let's get into it. And Will, man, we'll, we'll kick it to you for one. Um, again, it's cool just to see the city rejoice around a guy like Amin Thompson. We're going to start with Amin first. What are your thoughts on Amin coming to the city, Rockets point guard of the future? Yeah, um, so I, I think if everybody's been kind of keeping up with uh, um, the spaces and kind of the, what's going on with Twitter lately, um, I, I was I was all in on Amin um, from the lottery, right? Like it, when we got pick four instead of everybody wanted Wimby, everybody wanted Scoot, um, and obviously I want those two guys as well. Um, but you know when that didn't happen, um, and we got pick four, I knew that that meant that there was a really good chance that Amin Thompson was going to be a Houston Rocket, and that's why like. I had maybe like 20 minutes of like, ah, oh, man, we didn't get Wimby. Ah, oh, man, we didn't get Scoop. But then after like, I kind of got over that initial disappointment. Um, I was like, you know, man, like we're still gonna be good. We're getting, we're still gonna be getting, um, in my opinion, I thought Amon Thompson was the third best player in this class. So we're still getting a really good talented player. He's still gonna come in and fulfill the need, uh, you know, of a floor general for this team. Um, and he's somebody who, you know, a lot of experts, um, I, I believe myself, I think Amon Thompson has the highest ceiling in this class outside of Victor Wimbayama. So, um, no, nah, man, like, we we got a really good player. Like, once again, if you keep him with the space, you know, that I had a little scare the day. I thought we was going to end up with Brandon Miller. And then that was uh, – you also hear a different different version of me today if that's what that's what had happened. But, um, yeah, I, I wanted Ahmed Thompson the whole time. Um, I thought he's what this team needed. I thought that um, he has, like I said, the, the upside to be a star in this league. He's going to pair very nicely with Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and Alperen Shingon and the rest of the young guys we have on this roster – um i think i think Raphael stone knocked the pick out the park I, I, that's the guy i want the whole time so i'm just really happy and excited that we have you know a talent that on our team and someone who can um hopefully lead us you know to some wins next season yeah vader what are you thinking man we're trying to downplay how excited he was <laughs> i was with you yesterday bro brad was with you yesterday let's 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 hey be, but you, be honest with the people man you know what's crazy and y'all gonna hate me for it i was yeah. more excited that Brandon Miller went to than I was an Ahmed Thompson went for because I mean because at that point I knew I knew what Brandon Miller going to meant for the Rockets but I was just like man like I beat those allegations I don't got to worry about that like I was I was way more happy and obviously we we're gonna talk about what happened at pick twenty that was awesome the moment I was really excited but no I was I mean I was I'm I'm on cloud nine right now I'm I'm super ecstatic I, like I said I, I think that um I think Ahmed Thompson has like superstar potential um and you know we we can we can deep dive into like who he is as a player and as a prospect um a little bit later in the podcast but like he's already you know getting interviewed talking about he's gonna lock in with ben sullivan to fix the jump shot so like i i mean i'm i'm all in i i i think i think he was absolutely the right pick um no complaints at all for me i'm surprised that we even have like voices today to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you because like, awesome. uh, yeah like, like, if, if you were in houston and you did not pull up to the to the uh rockets draft party the draft event yesterday you you missed out man because like 
they not only did they like accommodate us very well and, and they put on a good show, but like the the vibes were really good. The atmosphere there was great. Um, it, it was just like it, it was a very memorable experience. And, you know, one of the coolest things is especially like just being around other passionate fans, because like, let's be honest, this team has not been good <laughs> in the past three years. And when you walk in that building and you see hundreds of other Rockets fans there, you know, these are like these are like your people. These are the people who are like diehards uh, through thick and thin. And so when those draft selections came, you know, came up on the board and, and that Amon Thompson uh, selection finally, finally happened and we saw him get up and put that Rockets cap on. Um, it was an amazing feeling because I, I think just earlier uh, in the day we were having a, uh, a Twitter space and we were like, why can't we never have good things? Like every time we feel like we're going to get a, a player on this team who is going to like change the trajectory, uh, it's like snatched out from underneath us. You know, every time we we set our sights on a specific player, uh, for some reason, it just somebody trades in front of us or that person is drafted like, you know, right ahead of our pick or something of that nature. And so for us to actually get a guy that we targeted, a guy that we coveted, a guy that, um, and no offense to Brandon Miller, because I know uh, Will has said this before, like if we would have gotten uh, Paulo Bancaro, for example, last year, Brandon Miller would probably be like a perfect fit. You know, when you just look on, on, a, on a team construction uh, basis, when you're trying to actually like fill out a roster of guys who complement one another, you know, Brandon Miller and Paulo Bancaro do that. But like on a team such as the one that the Rockets have, where you need an engine, you need a guy who, uh, you know, can break down defenses, get in the paint, find the open man, uh, you know, make make that skip pass that a lot of the guys on our team struggle with. Amon Thompson fits that bill. Yeah, he he struggles with the shot, but just like uh, Will said, you know, he's going to get in the gym. He's going to lock himself in with the with the new shooting coach uh, that the Rockets hire. And I feel like they're going to get it right. He's a gym rat. And everything else that he does are things that you cannot teach. And they are things that uh, the Houston Rockets desperately needed. So I'm ecstatic about pick four. I mean, let's be honest. We were, we were so ecstatic about pick four. I mean, I think we probably got, uh, what, maybe three, four hours of sleep. <laughs> like if we've been, if we've been honest, like we, we enjoyed ourselves at the part, at the draft party, we stayed up all night. Uh, we got up early this morning and the first thing we did was hop into Twitter space and start talking about, um, you know, everything that had transpired last night. So, uh, just as a diehard Rockets fan, I think um, I think you have to be excited right now. And, and, and I know we'll get to it, but to also get another guy uh, later on in the draft that the Rockets obviously had, you know, very high on their board, a, a guy that they coveted, it just – it was the icing on the cake. Like, I would have been perfectly happy with uh, getting Amon and even trading the 20th pick, you know, either for some veteran help or, you know, some future draft compensation. But to come out of this draft with, like, two guys that I really liked, and, and Cam Whitmore and Amon Thompson. And, you know, Cam Whitmore is a guy they, they were considering taking at four. You know, we've heard reports that that was a guy who, um, especially if Harden were to come back, that was a guy that they were kind of locked in on. So, man, I, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Yeah, and we'll get back to you for, you know, deeper analysis on, you know, Cam Whitmore in Houston. But really quickly, you know, my thoughts on Amon coming to Houston, I'm, you have to be excited, you know, bringing a, a new point guard to this team. The fit is going to be it's going to be great in my opinion. Obviously, as you guys have mentioned, the shot is a worry, and as Will mentioned, he's going to be locked in the gym with Ben Sullivan, guy who helped Derek White's jumper uh, go from thirty point six percent to thirty eight point one percent in a single season. So keep them them two together the whole summer, and I'm content. If that jumper comes in, I really believe that Armand Thompson could be the second best player in this draft class. Many draft analysts have said that as well. I promise that's not a biased take. But no, Armand, he really does have a ton of potential. And I'm excited to see what he can do with this new Rockets team. He has a coach. He's going to put him in a position to succeed. So it's going to be a great opportunity. It's, it's cool to see. Um, we, we didn't get blindsided this time. You know, last year we were all blindsided. Uh, at the draft, you know, in, in a, for the third pick. And then this time around, everything went according to plan. And it went even better at, at pick 20, which I'll, I'll dive into as well. Um, but we're going to kick it to Will first, man. So I want to say one more thing on the, the situation um, yeah, with, yeah. with Amon, right? And, yeah. and you know, like, like so, like, they made said, I, I feel like I'm not um, displaying my enthusiasm enough with the pick. Um, but I, I did also want to, like, address – uh, some of like people say I hate Brandon Miller, and, and I want to I want to like explain because I think Vader kind of touched on it a little bit, and I want to expound upon why I feel that way. Um, 
it's not that I hate Brandon Miller. I think I think Brandon Miller is somebody who can who can be an all star in this league one day. Like I I think that, I don't think he's a bad basketball player by just imagination. Um, I think when you look at what he, what he brings to the table, six uh, nine wing who can shoot. Um, but you know, part of part of my problem with him is I think he gets a little bit gassed in his other other assets. I think he's a great shooter, um, but I think people attribute elite defense to him, and he's not an elite defender, right? People attribute like you know, great playmaking to me. He's, he's a, he's a great playmaker for his position and for role, but he's not running an offense, you know? So I think that what happened is, is people look at, you know, look at him, they, they gave him traits that he does not have. And, and that's why I'm like, well, nah, he's not, you know, when we were saying he's, he, well, he did go over school Henderson. Right. And I, I don't think that he's um, better than school Henderson. I, like I said, I, I think that Amon Thompson's also better than Brandon Miller. This is, and if you think I'm capping, cause uh, Amon's a rocket. I've, I've, it's on my page. I've documented it. Uh, you know, the whole season. I thought Amon was the third best player in this class. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that people attributed skill sets to him that he necessarily did not have, or they, they accentuated skill sets that he had. Um, and in like put him, like I said, he was, he, he went too. Um, and I think that School Henderson, like we can debate all day about Amon and Miller. I think School Henderson is a, is clearly the better talent, um, of the two. Um, and it's specifically for the Rockets. Um, I think Paulo. I mean, not uh, Paulo. Vader touched on it with Paulo, right? With um, with Bancaro. If we had got Bancaro last year, um, that's somebody who can be an engine. Who can? I I do see like superstar upside in Paulo Bancaro, right? If we had walked away with him last year, and you had Jalen and Shingon and Paulo, right? That's 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 a, that's enough, you know, swipes at a at a, a potential superstar talent to where I'm I'm comfortable saying, okay, like this year we can just settle for all star talent, not superstar. We can we can just get all star talent this year. But we didn't get that last year. I think we got. I think we got all-star talent in, in Jabari Smith, right? I don't. I don't think. I don't think we got superstar talent, and we we for sure didn't get an engine um, with Jabari. Jabari is a is a is a is somebody who needs to be set up. He's not. You know, he's not creating it for himself or for others. Um, and so, I didn't want two of those guys. I didn't. I didn't want to have in back-to-back drives two guys who were um, pieces that need to be set up. Now, you know, to be fair to Brandon Miller, he is a, a much better creator than Jabari Smith. I'll be completely fair to him in that front. But he's he's not he's not an offensive engine, and we don't have that. I mean, you can say maybe Shingoon. I believe out of Shingoon, but I think that's putting too much onus on Shingoon to say, well, it's all on you. And if you know if you don't deliver, if you don't become the offensive you know engine of this team, then you know we fail. Like now, I think that's that's, that's unfair to put it on Shingoon. So now um, we do have Amon Thompson, you know, six seven point guard who can um, who can be you know I think him and Shingoon work are going to work well. Um, and, and running the, the Rockets offense next season and, and, you know, for future years to come. Um, and like I said, I, I, I do think that Amon Thompson, you know, not only does he fulfill that need of a floor general, but like I said, I, the, the most important thing for me was the star upside, right? We, we, we have someone who I can legitimately say like, like this guy can, he can be a problem when you look at what, you know, his, his size, his athleticism, his skill set. Um, the only real hole in his game right now is his jumper. And I do not want to downplay how bad it is because it's terrible. Um, it, it looks, it looks like he's like hurting himself when he shoots. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I won't try to like, like downplay that at all. It's bad. But, and this is maybe just my, my, might be my personal philosophy. I think that there are certain things when it comes to basketball that you can teach. And there are things you can't teach. You cannot teach someone to be six, seven. You cannot teach someone to read the floor the way Amon Thompson does, right? Um, like, I, and I, I don't like doing this. I love KPJ, right? KPJ is probably my favorite player. But, like, we've, we've seen what happens when you take someone who's not a natural, who doesn't have a natural, like, point guard feel for the game. KPJ is, is a great player, but he's not a natural floor general, and you can tell that. So you can't you, – you can try. You can you can take a guy who's an off-ball guy, put him, give him uh, point guard reps, and he still won't be able to do it. So you can't teach that. You can't teach – um, the defensive versatility development Thompson, right? Where you can guard, you know, multiple positions and, and do, a, do a good job at it. Like those are, those are traits that Amon Thompson has that you can, no matter how hard you try, you cannot teach. I can teach you how to shoot and it's not going to be easy. I don't want to make it seem like it's going to be easy as one, two, three, but I can lock you in the gym with Ben Sullivan for, for two straight summers. And, you know, when you come out of that um, and you can be a, a serviceable shooter, that's another thing. I don't think Amon Thompson needs to be Steph Curry. He doesn't need to be Clay Thompson or, or, you know, an elite shooter. He just needs to get to a point where defenses respect him, which is, I mean, that's probably like 33, 34%, which obviously is like a, a high mark. He shot 27% in OTE. But like I said, lock in with, with Ben Sullivan. I I think it's it's within the realm of outcomes that he reaches that mark. 
Um, and so, yeah, man, like I said, I'm, I'm all in on Amon Thompson. I think he makes the most sense for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, you but, can, bro. Like everything you said, I, I 100% agree with. Uh, one other thing, like with Amon Thompson, that's not teachable. And this is crazy when you think about it, but like I think it was Raphael Stone came out and said that he's the most athletic player that's ever been in our gym. You can't and, teach and, that. And 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 this is a guy who sees Jalen Green play basketball every day. And we we know that Jalen Green is is one of the top athletes, you know, in in the whole National Basketball Association. So for Amon Thompson to come into that gymnasium and wow them, I think that says a lot, man. So like you you cannot like you said you cannot teach that you cannot teach his height you cannot teach his his wingspan his vertical his vertical uh some of the instincts that you see him play with both offensively and defensively which kind of makes him like a really tantalizing prospect and i can kind of see why like we also heard reports that that the rockets pretty much had uh Amon thompson and, and scoot henderson like ranked in a, in a similar tier or the same tier even and I think the the main reason for that, and I've said this before, like before we even got into this, uh, the fourth pick or whatever, but I had posted on Twitter like months ago that I felt like if Amon Thompson could develop a a any kind of semblance of a of a consistent jump shot, it don't even have to be like a great shot, but something just to keep defensive on defenses honest, such as like what John Morant does, what De'Aaron Fox does, you know, guys like that. Uh, what you know, Russell Westbrook's shot is well documented that it's not great, but he's had years where he's at least been a threat from there, right? And then, like, if Amon Thompson is able to do that, like, you you probably have the second best player in this draft, just because of his size, because of his his switchability on defense, and then all of the things that he's going to provide for you offensively. Like, I'm just like, I think this is the first time in a, in, a, in a while that I've actually really been super excited about this team. You know, I want to I want to touch on one more thing, then I'll, I'll, I'll kick out to the Cam Whitmore discussion if, if you're good, Brad. But yeah, um, well. the the um, I want I want to touch on like one of the also biggest concerns, right? There's two concerns with Amon Thompson that I've heard his deniers um say it's it's the jump shot, which we talked about. Um, definitely is a is a work in progress, but it's not impossible. We've seen it done before. There are guys who come into the NBA with broken forms, broken jump shots, and are able to to you know transition. Like I said, the beauty about Amon Thompson is his game. Um, does not need him to be a great shooter. It needs to be a serviceable one. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that's within the realm of outcomes. Um, but yeah, that was that's the first critique. The second critique is is the um, the competition level, right? It was OTE where he was playing against high schoolers, right? That's that's what everybody was saying. Um, and my response to that um, is two things. One, um, yeah, he's playing against you know not necessarily like the college talent of the NCAA or like Scoot was in the G League, Wimby was overseas. Like he yeah, he's not playing against. Um, that, although that was my second point, was that he did play overseas uh, last summer and was still just as effective. Um, I think he put up like 17, 9, and 4, something like that off the top of my head um, from and that his, OT. And his efficiency was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he was efficient too. So, like, he was still able to to be a, a man amongst men um, against grown men. You know what I'm saying? So that that wasn't a problem for him. That was my second point. But my first point was like, um, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's true. But it doesn't – like – the best college athlete goes to a high school gym. It's going to stand out too, right? So it doesn't matter that he's standing out against high school against you know high school talent. That's what that's what he's supposed to do, right? Um, the the athleticism. He's not athletic for a high schooler. He's athletic, period. And like that's something you can measure. You can measure his vertical. You can measure his his you know zero to one hundred speed. You can you can measure stuff like that. And it's when you measure, it's up there with the best of the guys in the entire association. You can you can measure his court vision, right? Like that's something that if you're playing, you know, in the rec or you know in college, like you can measure that stuff. That's something you can you can tangibly see, and like that's something that's going to translate. So um, I don't look at Amon's game. There's there's nothing that I that he did last year that I don't see him being able to do in his prime in the NBA. Like that, that I, I think his game completely translates. So no, nah, man, it doesn't it doesn't bother, like the competition level honestly bothers me less than his jump shot does. That's that's something that doesn't really concern. And me. a lot of times when they bring these guys in for these workouts, they have guys there that they want them to work against. And so it's not like, you know, they they had like somebody's like junior varsity high school team up there to like scrimmage against these guys or or work them out. You know, they have their best guys there. You know, they they might even bring in some players to go against. And I think it just really speaks to um how how good they are for them to play in that league and go uh the the thompson twins i'm I'm talking about they went fourth and fifth in a draft that has some really good players 
So, yeah, I, I'm not worried about that competition thing at all. I, I think he obviously is going to have um, some growing pains. He's going to, you know, some of the passes that he throws, which are like insane, like completely like across the court, across his body, in the air. Like he may learn that he can't do some of those things, but I believe in the talent and I think he's going to figure it out because he has like he has a special court vision. He has a special uh, like ability to know where people are on the floor. And those are just things that you cannot teach. Those are things that are just are innate to you as a basketball player. Uh, and most guys don't have it. Like the guy and the guys that you do see have that are like very special passes. And I do believe that he is that. I think, like I said, he's just going to have to, um, you know, get up to the speed of the game. But like that's that's for anybody coming out of uh, out of college or, you know what I mean, coming from a, an overseas program and coming over here like the NBA is just a different game. And so, yeah, like. The the I think the the worry about um about Amon Thompson going up against uh, lesser competition is just kind of like it, it, it's just kind of a little overblown. Uh, like the, like you said, the shot probably is a bigger concern. But like you have one of the best coaches in the world, you know, who can who can help him iron that out. So and one of like like a jumper, there are so many basketball like traits to, that you have to you can teach to develop. A jumper, once again, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's one of the easier things to teach. It's hard to teach him how to dribble the basketball. It's hard to teach him how to What else is he missing, Will? Other than, like, if, he, if, he, if you write everything that he's good at and bad at on down on paper, like, what, what, else is, what else is a negative? Other than I, I think you touched on it, Vader. If, if he shot, like, 31% from three this year in, in, in OT, he goes to, or well, I I said he would go to, but you know I forgot who was picking to this year, so I don't I don't know. But he he should he would be the second best prospect in this class if if he shot like 32 percent from three. So like that was the only like at least for me that was the only thing that was keeping him for above a guy like Scoo Henderson, um, who I think is a bit safer of a prospect and also mm -hmm. has you know tremendous upside in, in in his own right. So like I I think that what what kind of helped me put Scoot over Amon was the fact that I can see, like, I, I know Scoot didn't shoot the best from three either, but, like, I I know he's going to be a good shooter in the NBA. Like, I, I have complete confidence in that. And I can't say the same for Amin just yet. But, I mean, it's one thing I, we, we keep raving about him. Um, the dude, you know, another thing that we, we talk about um, with Jalen and Jabari, right, is is on their scouting reports when they got drafted, it had the the words hard worker on, on, on their scouting report. And that's the same thing with the Thompson twins, right? These guys are – people who live, eat, sleep, die in the gym. You know what I'm saying? They, they, the guys, you, you have to kick out, you know, turn a did, life. Didn't they say that off. they had that he was like sleeping in the gym? Yeah, so they were sleeping in the gym. Like the, they're, they're guys who you have That's to true. like take the basketball out of their hands. Um, and, and on top of that, like, unlike the, the Russell Westbrooks and the, um, I don't know, you know, the, the guys from like five, six years ago, whose jump shots kind of never, you know, caught up to the game. Um, Russell Westbrook grew up in a different era, right? The three-point revolution hadn't taken over when Russell Westbrook was a thing was was you know coming up when he was developing when he was, um, you know I, I think like matter of fact like when he when he hit his prime that's when like we started teams start you know shooting a, a lar larger volume of threes. Amon Thompson is like grew up in the three-point era, right? He grew up with Steph Curry being you know launching half-court threes and draining them, so he knows that hey like the thing that's gonna stop me from being on the court all the time as much as I want to is my jump shot that's he knows that and he's someone who like he's already said he's going he's going to lock in the gym but he's, he's a hard worker um and so like people compare him to like to ben simmons right like i think that that's not fair to him because ben simmons doesn't want to change his game i'm in tells you hey i need to get better at shooting and, and he's, he refused he like yeah. actually refused to shoot which was why like yeah and i'm in will coaches telling him to shoot and it, that's kind of like a bizarre situation when you're when your coach is telling you yeah i would like to see him you know, take at least one three per game, and then he never does it. <laughs> that that was like a whole completely different situation, and I, I don't think that's going to be Amon Thompson's uh, Achilles heel at all. I, I mean, I, I, his shooting is is probably going to forever be the weakest part of his game. But the fact the fact that he is such a hard worker and he's he's already and he knows that is a weakness of his, and like you said, he knows that is uh, the only thing that's probably going to like cut into his minutes is his inability to like space the floor at times when he is off ball. So. Yeah, like I, I, I don't. There are some people who are not like happy about this pick because he can't shoot. But I think um, I don't know, man. You just got to look at everything in this. There's totality. more basketball than just shooting. Just like, look at everything else that he is going to bring to this team, bro. Like he, he, he really brings 
some like who else who else on this team right now does what he does right I mean, bro, who, who in the league like just period like he has a a extremely unique skill set so um i don't know so, right, did you, did we're banking on. so we're banking on that and like if you tell me i got a guy who if he if he fixes this one thing he has the potential to be a top 10 player in the and NBA. it's a, it's something that's fixable like we've seen we have examples in nba history of guys coming in with busted like i mean not once again Amin's jumper is like one of the worst i've ever seen in my entire life but lonzo ball came in shooting the ball like on the side of his <laughs> yeah, shoulder yeah. you know what i'm saying something crazy and we've seen it. He picked his form. It's, it looks good now. And he's one of the one of the game's best shooters. And like I said, I'm not Jason saying Kidd was terrible when he came same. into the NBA. So like I, I don't think that it's impossible or like out of the realm of possibilities that he can fix. Like I like I said, I don't want to underplay how how broken it is, but a jump shot is one of the easiest things. Like when we talk about skill sets, that's one of the easier things to fix. Um and he just has to he has to do something that's comfortable and something that's repeatable. And like he he like it's a lot better than it used to be. Like you can tell he's already been yeah, working. Yeah, he's already made some improvements on it. But you know, there's a few other things. He has a hitch in it that I really don't like. And uh his I know, elbows uh, like yeah, his he, elbows tucked weird. It looks like, it looks like, it looks like it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it looks uncomfortable. So like um I think just just getting getting the hitch out of the shot. Like just do that. Get the hitch out of the shot, you know, get the elbow get that elbow right. And I think you might be cooking, man. I think I think he might like, like I said, if I have an opportunity to draft a guy who has, like, top 10 player in the NBA uh, potential and he just has this one thing he needs to fix and he doesn't have all these other glaring weaknesses that he needs to tune up on, like, give me that guy, man. Give me give me that guy because it's a, it's a home run swing, but I think it's something that is, like, within uh, his realm of, of outcomes Absolutely. and it's not unrealistic. I wanted to say really quickly, you know, aside from the jump shot itself, another thing that makes Amin so special that I didn't touch on, um, him in transition, he's, again, we touched on how unique of a player he is, his skill set wise. You know, at OTE, he shot 85%, you know, in transition, 68 um, on his 80 attempts, which is it's an absurd amount. Like, that's, that's better than any prospect that's going into the league right now, any prospect um, in college. Like, he by far the best percentage. Um, in transition, and you pair that with an athletic team like the Houston Rockets, um, and, a, and a guy like Albert Shangu who can kick it to a guy like Alvin Thompson. And we, and we drafted another athletic guy That's later on. We can talk bro. about. Yeah. But, but yeah, I have to remember that we're recording because I'd be wanting to jump up and get and get because I'd be so hyped when you were talking about like yeah. Alvin Thompson getting out in transition, and I'm imagining like Jalen Green running. Like Jalen Green stopped running. Uh, I was going to say that Vader. I was going to bring that up. He he stopped like leaking out and getting those like those transition fast break dunks that he was getting his rookie season because he wasn't getting the basketball. And now you got a guy who like specializes in that. You got him on one wing, and then potentially you got the, you know that other the other kid we haven't even talked about yet on on the other wing, must see TV. And 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 you know what? I think a lot of the rest of the NBA took notice too because for the first time in a long time today like if you look at like any any rockets related news media reports uh things that the the guys in the news and the experts are saying they like hey we might need to start watching the rockets that that's must see tv with Jalen green and Amon thompson and cam whitmore we gotta we gotta tap in we gotta tune into that and like when is the last time you heard any any like positivity surrounding the, the name of the houston rockets it's been a while. It's been a while. It feels good, man. It feels good, man. Like I know we haven't accomplished anything yet, but like this is such a good step in the right direction. Uh like you know, you know what it is. Like we we really like like turned up last night. And I hope that everybody else who's a real Rockets fan did the same thing. Because like, hey, that might be um something that that might be an event that we look back upon and we like, hey, this is one of the nights that uh got us to the point where we are right now as far as like you know, competing for championships. Uh, a few years ago, the Denver Nuggets, you know, people were like, oh, they got a good team. They got good pieces, but that's not a championship team. People didn't think that you could win a, a title with with uh, with Jokic. They didn't think, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. was a was a good enough player as a complimentary player. Uh, they have they brought in Gordon. Um, what's the other guy whose name I'm forgetting? The one that went, went absolutely berserk in the playoffs, um, Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? Like these are all guys. They were like, "Oh, these guys are good. They're 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 all, they're okay." But that's not a team that's going to win a championship. And I feel like 
we got like guys with similar skill sets to to what Denver has. You know, I'm not trying to say that like we're Denver light or anything like that. But I think like if you really look, you can see the vision as long as that as long as those guys develop and then and the coaches, you know, you know, help them to be the best versions of themselves that they can be and hold them accountable. You know what I mean? I think that the 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 talent on this team is enough, especially after you add, you know, some veterans to the mix. Uh, I think finally, I think the arrow is, is pointing up, guy. Yeah. Another thing, of course, when I was, I was bringing up transition, right? You mentioned Cam Whitmore, him on the break as well. is extremely exciting to watch. And we're going to kick it off to, you know, the Cam Whitmore you know, section of this podcast. But Cam, I'm just going to start just that. The pure athleticism, uh, bounceability to get to the cup is, is, is very, you know, exciting, especially with this group. Um, and, yeah, just as a whole, it's insane that the Rockets were about to, you know, take – you know, Cam Whitmore at four. You know, there's reports that, oh, the Rockets may take Amon Thompson or Cam Whitmore, even though I never really believed it. Cam had a really good workout with the Rockets, and they liked him, you know, for a very long time. And for them to be able to grab Cam Whitmore, who was allegedly having, you know, injury concerns, um, him to fall to the Rockets. The Houston Rockets were a team that was trying to trade up, you know, to get uh, a guy like Cam Whitmore in this draft, and they weren't able to. And luckily enough, they were able to get him at pick number 20. And that's when you see, you know, on Twitter, the pure joy of everybody at Post Houston, the, the draft party experience, um, just get get extremely excited. Everyone's jumping for joy, like the like the Rockets had just won a championship. That's that was the pure excitement, the vibe that I got from Rockets fans that were around me. And it's great to see, you know, when you look at this rebuild as a whole, they, they've really grabbed a lot of great young talent. And Cam Whitmore is a perfect piece to that puzzle. Small forward, come in, shoot 40% on catch and shoot threes this past season, over 64% at the rim. Again, that's that's a guy that's a good fit. He's not the most, um, he's not the best playmaker. That's his weakness, I would say. Is if that In that aspect, you kind of say, okay, that's not a guy like Ime Udoka would necessarily want. But, I mean, all the other strengths that he has is going to fit perfectly with Ime Udoka. So I'm excited to see him plugged into the mix, probably coming off the bench. Um, during his rookie season. But like, he has the potential to start, to say 2025, you're looking at Armin Thompson, Jalen Green, Cam Whitmore, and Jabari Smith Jr., and Albert Shangoon. We're, we're, we're going to be there. We're all going to be there. We're going to be excited to watch that team. And that's a team that, who knows, may mess around and get a, you know, a championship one day. So I, I can't help but be extremely excited about the draft as a whole. You get Armin Thompson and Cam Whitmore with this Houston Rockets team. And then they're gonna take off. Now we're just gonna see what they do in the free agency, um, because that's that's where I'm gonna be most, you know, curious about like what, what they're gonna do in that regard. But can't wait more, guys. We'll, we'll kick it off to Will. Man, I know you were excited. We were all excited. Again, we were in the same place, jumping for joy, screaming. We were hitting the hoo hoo hoo. We were excited. <laughs> what were you thinking, man? Um. So if you actually, uh, it's crazy. I, um, I uh, I've been making content for the You Know Ball app. And one of the, the videos that I made uh, before, like, uh, probably around this time yesterday, um, I just recorded myself and I was like uh, c- connecting dots that weren't there. Right. Um, there was the, the reports that, you know, uh, Cam Whitmore really, really impressed the Houston Rockets when he came to, uh, to Houston for his workout interview. Um, he, he was really, they really was really impressed with him. They really liked him. Um, and I think he really liked the city, really liked the team, um, you know, and, and there was the whole, well, who knows? The Rockets might draft Amin Thompson or Cam Whitmore, like at pick four. Like you know, we don't know what they're gonna do there. Um, and I was somebody who I like pushed back, and I'm like, no, we might need to draft Cam Whitmore at four. Like that's not if Amin Thompson's on the board, like that's who you got to take there. Like there's no way you let that guy fall past four. Um, so I was kind of out on that, right? But then you know, earlier uh, this week, uh, some reports came out that the Houston Rockets were considering trading up from pick twenty, and like me, me and Ben had these discussions. Um, I've wanted to see them either trade pick 20, like for a vet, right? Trade them for like a win now help. I was kind of like mocking some like some Alex Caruso type trades um, or trade it for like a future pick in a future draft. But I didn't want to see them take a, a player at 20. Um, one, because I didn't think Ken Whitmore was going to be there. But but two, because it's like, the you know, you look at the names that were there minus Ken Whitmore. Um, you know, it's the draft. Any, any one of those guys can turn out to be like the next, you know, Jimmy Butler was like pick 30, right? So they, it could be anybody there, right? But you look at the names that were there and it wasn't any names that really like appealed to me. Um, 
especially for a team that's going to be bringing in a bunch of vets this offseason. We already have, um, you know, a bunch of guys who need minutes as it already is. I just didn't see a row for pick 20. So, uh, you know, I want to see the trade that pick, you know, for a vet or trade trade out. Uh, but then some reports came out the Rockets trying to trade up in the draft, you know, as high as like 10. Right. So th- that came out. Then around that same time, there were reports that came out that Cam Whitmore was falling. And Cam Whitmore, once again, was somebody the Rockets were considering taking it for. Um, I think on most mock drafts, you know, coming into this week, he was mocked as low as like eight most times. Like the guy was not, he wasn't making it past um, Washington. Like I never saw him. And in most cases, he was going like five or six to Detroit or Orlando, which is where like on my personal board, I had him. Um, I think I had him like, yeah, in that six to seven range. That's I think that's where I had uh, Cam on my board this year. Um, and so when, when I saw reports of him falling, and I was like, oh, well, okay, well, this guy's falling to like Utah at nine or Dallas at 10. And the Rockets have been trying to trade up and they like this guy. Like maybe that's those two things are not like, you know, those things are related, you know? And so I made a video on that. I'm like, okay, well, maybe this, this probably won't happen tonight. Like, you know, it never goes the way you think it will. But like, what if, right? Let's just fantasize for a second. And then we get to the draft party and, you know, everybody's still talking, okay, well, they'll trade us. I'm, this whole time I was there, I was like, guys, trade up Cam Whitmore. If he's there, let's trade up, let's go get him. Um, and so the draft starts and, you know, uh, uh, Detroit, uh, takes a star, which I think was a great pick for them, by the way. Um, D- Detroit takes a star, uh, Orlando goes Anthony black. Um, and then like Bilal and, um, and Hendricks, uh, and, and Jarius Walker went and I'm like, wait a second, like we're on pick. What is that? 10 now, nine or 10 at this point. And, and he still hasn't, has, hasn't got his name called. And like, so that's somebody who I thought should have went like six or seven. And so I'm like, okay, well. It could happen, you know, like, you know, Stone trade up real quick. Go go grab this guy before he, while, while he's falling. Let's get him, you know, uh, 10 was like a, like from Dallas, like a, for some reason, a achievable get for us. Um, and then 10 goes and we don't, we don't trade up. I'm like, all right, all right whatever, whatever. So we, we drag, he's going. 15 comes and he camps, let him call him like Stone. Get on the phone, go get 15. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's still there. Get on the phone. Let's go get this guy. And so at this point I, I went up, I started talking to Vader and, and, and Jade, I'm like, like y'all know Cam's on the board, right? Like we can still get this guy. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to like compose myself. I'm, I'm excited, right? I'm like, like it could happen. I'm like, well, let's trade it. Let's go, let's go get him. Nothing, nothing goes through. Um, and so I think it was around 17, pick 17, where I'm like, now there's no way this guy falls to 20, right? Like there's no way that Cam Whitmore, this guy who, like I said, I think should be a top seven pick in this draft is about to be there at 20. And if you know anything about me, you know, I do not like the Golden State Warriors. And they were pick 19. And I'm, I'm talking to Jada. And I'm like, Jada, if the Golden State Warriors take Cam Whitmore at 19, one pick away from the Houston Rockets, like, I already don't like that franchise at all. But, like, that would be, the, like, the absolute nail of the nail in the coffin. Like, that would be – I would be on 10 with that franchise. And I remember he, he tapped me and he's like, well, they drafted pods. I'm like, wait, so Cam is actually on the board at 20. And then Wallace tweets out, hey, the Rockets are considering t- uh, stopping Cam slide at 20. Sham tweets it. We took we took uh took Cam at 20. And like, yeah, man, I I, I was I was excited because like I said, I think that's someone who should have went top seven. Um, he was there at 20. I think Brad touched on it as well. Um, he's one of the youngest guys in the class. Is, is he the youngest in the class? Do y'all know? I, I know he I know he's I know he's 18. I think I think he's turning 19 turned, next yeah, month. Like, but, um if he turns 19. I don't okay, know if he so is the youngest piece he's down there. He's one of, if not the youngest player in this class. Um, he has a whole lot of potential, one of the highest ceilings in the entire class. Um, he he's a really weird player when you evaluate him because he could, he's been compared to like like and it's it's crazy when I name these these three players, but like he's gotten Jalen Brown, Anthony Edwards, and like Miles Bridges comps. And like those are kind of like three different players. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like those aren't really the same guy at all. Um, but like he has a little bit of their game. Uh, and all of them, I think the comp that I kind of liked the most was the Miles Bridges one with like better defense. Um, but yeah, like I didn't, I did not want anything to do with Cam Whitmore at pick four. Pick 20, bruh, to walk away with somebody that athletic, that skill, you know, well, I say skilled. He, he's very raw. He's, he's still, a, he's still a raw talent, but you know, you, you see the potential in him, right? To walk away with somebody like that, who, you know, most, most uh, analysts and experts had him going, like I said, probably as low as like eight um so get him at 20 and you didn't hit a trade up i want i wanted us to trade up for this guy and we need to trade up to get him we get to keep our assets we get we get to you know use that elsewhere and still walk away with cam i I mean like i said i i I think that there's um 
there's no way you can't say the Rockets didn't win the draft yesterday, man. And I, I, I'll end my plan with this. I think that one of the, the best things about a Cam Whitmore is um, I still kind of in a cosmic way get my wish with pick 20. I'm not going to get a vet for for, for uh, the pick anymore, right? But like my other option was like kind of delaying it, right? And you can kind of delay Cam because, you know, the, the reason he failed was because of his medicals. They said, I think he has like his knee cartilage issues that some teams are afraid of. And, like you know, some teams didn't even work out with him. So they didn't really know what to expect. So he fell to 20. Right. So there is some injury concern with him. And I think that that's somebody who if that concern is real, that we should probably bring him along a little bit slower. Um, but like I said, the, the, the Rockets already have guys like Jalen, KPJ, Alperin, Tari, Jabari and now Amin. And you're bringing in three to four vets. There's not going to be that many that 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 many minutes for Cam to play next season, anyways, unless he's just ahead of schedule. Um, and I think the beauty of that is you can stash this guy, right? You can stash him in the G League for half a season or so until he's ready to come up. Um, and there's no rush. Like he wasn't your he wasn't your fourth pick, so you don't got to like you know rush that guy into the fall. You can you can you you're you're allowed to bring him in slowly, and you know when he's ready, when he's when we got a role for him. Um, and so, like I, I like so I still kind of get my wish on that front of not having to worry about playing pick twenty, um, but also we get to like take a, a, a complete upside swing um, at twenty. Like, and if 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 the the injury concerns are real, which you know, knock on with or not, like, okay, you lost pick twenty. Like, you know, what I'm saying that that's that's the that's the the range where you could get like you know, like so you might get Jimmy Butler or you might get uh, what's what's my man name uh, who was who came to the Rockets. Um, Two years. They said he was he was two years away from being oh, two years uh, away. Beta. You know, he came to the Rockets. Bruno yeah, Caboclo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bruno. You could that you, man you stayed. He stayed two Bruno years Caboclo. away from being two years away. <laughs> yeah. So like you, it's you don't know who you're gonna get there. So like if the Rockets take an upside swing, and you know, best case scenario, we get an All Star, you know, star kind of guy, which is definitely in the realm of outcomes for Cam Whitmore. Or like you know, worst case scenario, the guy is you know, knock on wood here, he, he's injury prone and can't play. I mean, okay, you lost pick twenty big deal you know what i'm saying like it's it's not that big of a deal it it would been a whole lot worse if it was pick four you lost um on this guy so like no nah, man like i i love the pick i think that was i think that was the the moment that like the draft kind of came full circle to me that was when i was like nah man like we killed it this year so I, you know that's so, all i gotta say what's up vader as far as the injury things um i'm cautious cautiously optimistic and i'll tell you why the fact that the rockets um, you know, in, in, in the interview, Raphael Stone said that they thought that Cam Whitmore was going to go top six or seven. So I think it's reasonable to, to feel like the Rockets probably had him top seven on their draft board, right? There's that. Also, they've seen his medicals and they were actively trying to shop pick 20 and trying to move up, you know, higher in a draft to, to select him. So that is telling me that they don't have a whole lot of concern with whatever, you know, whatever it is that maybe some other teams may have felt might be something that is uh, like, you know, like a, a red flag. They thought enough of him to actually package assets together along with pick 20 to try to move up and still select him. So that makes me worry a lot less as well. So A, they had him super high on their board. And B, they still tried to trade up higher to get them. And so, like, there was a report that came out that, like, they weren't the only team trying to trade up. I think it was the Pacers uh, who were trying to move back up higher to get them, which is another team that I think actually worked him out and are, are, were familiar with him. So, like, you got two teams who were trying to trade up to specifically draft Cam Whitmore. And the teams between, like, 10 and 19, and obviously 20 because we had 20, we're not trying to come off of those picks because they had, you know, they were there were specific guys that they had targeted. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm I'm just, you know, he he did slide, and I think um, Jonathan Gavoni uh, mentioned on uh, one of the main reasons that he probably slid was because um, he didn't he didn't necessarily like have great workouts. He didn't um, necessarily interview very well, and then there was also this thing about him uh, not being a practice player. And so um, he doesn't practice hard, but he plays hard in the game. Like in the game, he's fully engaged. He plays hard. He gives you 100%. In practice, not so much. So that just immediately made me think of Allen Iverson. If you know anything about Allen Iverson, you know, he was in that in that press conference, you know, after the game one day. And then he was like, practice? We're talking about practice. 
not a game, <laughs> not a game. We talking about practice, right? So that just kind of made me think, like, okay, so you got a you got an eighteen year old dude who you know he's probably always been you know the most talented player on his team. You know he's probably not had to always go very hard, uh, and then you you those guys don't always get like you know the right the the coaches you know a coach in place who feels like they have enough you know juice enough authority to like get on them without losing him you know what i mean oh he might transfer and go somewhere else or he might you know what i mean so like it, sometimes these 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 young super athletic talented you know nba level players they're kind of coddled a little bit as as they come up through the process i'm not worried about that with the houston rockets we know emmy adoka don't play that i'd be more worried if the if the coach was the the previous guy we had because that guy was he was really nice and you know like i don't know what he did behind the scenes but you know just from what we hear you know that's come out uh in the news since he's been gone about guys wanting to be coach harder guys wanting to be pushed you know things of that nature we're not gonna have that problem with emmy and doka yadoka is gonna um be like look look bro if you don't practice i'm not gonna play you like if, if you don't get this right in practice and 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 like show me what you can do and actually get out here and compete at a high level you're never going to see the floor in the nba and uh, what I also know is a guy like Tari Eason is going to be going up against this dude every day in practice, right? Tari Eason is a guy who is going to kind con- we see what he did to Jabari like a, a few a few weeks ago, a week ago. Like Tari is going 100%, dog. Tari is going 100%. Um, if KJ Martin is still here, I, I fully believe like KJ Martin is another guy that's going 100% in practice. Cam Whitmore is going to learn how to work. Like he's going to see what it takes to actually be successful on the next level. So like, these are the things that people said were red flags and things reasons of why he dropped. And so like, yeah, they have to be concerning, but like I said, like we had at least two teams who were trying to still trade up and get them. You got a guy who you were considering taking at pick four, you know, we've had some very trusted sources. Uh, Rafael Barlow said that the, the Rockets were considering him at four. Uh, especially if they were um, going to get James Harden, like he they, he felt like uh, Ken Woodmore was a better fit because, like Brad mentioned, he was a forty percent catch and shoot player. He's a good slasher. He's a he's he's a highlight real dunker. You know what I mean? Like I know how Will Will you said like he's he's not super skilled, but I know two I know three things he can do. He can shoot, he can slash, and he can dunk. You know what I mean? And I I didn't want to say that he was like not skilled i want to say more of like he's still like he's he's a, a player that um i don't want to call him a project because he's not a project but like i think there's a hole in this game yeah. there there there's a way i think that when you look at what he brings to the table like off ball i i think like worst case scenario he's he's a better version of kj martin right i think that's worst case scenario but i think that he can be a whole lot better than that and what i, what I was trying to say is for him to get from the KJ Martin floor to like, like I said, I think that guy can be an all star to to get to like that all star potential. Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take some work. He got he has to get there. So that's what I was I was trying to say. Not as in like he's not skilled. More as in like there's mm-hmm. work to be done. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like already true. like he can dribble. Like I've seen him I've seen him chain together some dribble moves. And I'm like you know that guy he has a he has so much. I hope he I hope you know he gets it right. I hope that he sees that like. What he's been doing as far as like if, if the if the reports are true you know i, I don't put you know 100 percent stock in everything that we hear but um you know if the reports are true that he doesn't take practice very seriously like just think like if, if this guy's this good already and he ain't not he's not even really trying <laughs> like we might really have something on our hands bro and like i know he people kept saying he was kind of a low field player as far as like his, his passing shops or whatnot but on a team with amon thompson and on a team and like we've seen Jalen Green take a playmaking leap already you know what I mean like if 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 your job is just to be a a catch and shoot slasher you know finish at the rim guy like we've seen we've seen a formula uh work and I do think you can get better like Michael Porter Jr was not you know he was not seen as a guy who could like make the right read and right pass in in the last few years in the NBA but what did we see in the playoffs this year there were some games where I was like, whoa, you know, like yeah. Mike Porter Jr. has gotten better. Dog. So and this guy's 18 years old. So it's, it, it's, it's really foolish to be like, oh, he ain't going to never get better at that. You know what I mean? And I think that um, as a fan base, you know, just NBA fans in general, 
Like we try to say like, oh, this is what this guy is. And when they're when they're 18 and 19 years old and we don't like uh, imagine a world where they can get better. You know what I mean? And, and that's just kind of crazy. So like considering the things that he already is good at and, and, and then like, you know, like we don't even really need him to be like, he just needs to be like a connected passer. Like he doesn't really need to like do anything crazy. So I don't know, man, this was a perfect pick. And I, and I think like the way you described um, the pick, you know, like what happened at the, at the draft party, um, it did it some justice, but like guys, the, the, the reaction to Cam Whitmore falling all the way down to 20 and the Rockets getting him like that building erupted. It, that that's like the 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 applause and like the excitement was 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 higher for Cam than it was for Ahmed. But I want to I want to read it. It's not because we're like I I think Ahmed's still the best what we got in this class. Like and I once again I was extremely ecstatic that we got him. But the reason why it was because it's like we kind of had a feeling that Ahmed was going to be the, was going to be a rocky. We had a little bit of a scare early in the day that once again scared the life out of me. But you know once we got over that it's like okay like we know. Once Miller went to school going three, I'm going four. We're good, right? So like that. That's why when when he when when he walked stage, it was like, yeah, like we knew this was gonna happen. Like let's go, right? We did not know Cam Whitmore was gonna be a rocket. And like I said, like that was like if you were there at the draft party, you know that that whole that whole time I kept saying Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore. So to go from you know ten to fifteen to seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And then it actually happened. It was like I said, that's why I think that that pick made my night. That was that's when I was like, you know, let's go out, let's go out tonight, man. Like that, that was when it was all right. Like it was, it was that, like this, this finally, like something unexpectedly something, something good happened for us, man. Good happened to my favorite team. You know what I mean? Like we we're fans of the Astros, we're fans of like different football teams or whatever, but like the Rockets are our first love. And like we've been so close so many times, and then it's like, oh, okay, we got like one of our you know preferred picks with with pick number four, and then for a guy who you know never in a, in a million years would I have thought that um, Whitmore would have slid all the way down to twenty. And oh, and I didn't even mention this. Uh, one of the reasons uh, uh, Jonathan Gavoni said that he possibly slipped as well was because you know once once you're when you're a, a, a draft prospect, you don't work out for everybody. You know what I mean? You work out for for teams that are in your range of outcome, right? Range. So, like, if you think you're going somewhere between, uh, you know, four and ten, you're going to work out between like four and ten. So he said that like a lot of the teams that pass on them didn't even have an opportunity to to work them out. So they went with um, potentially went with players that they had in their building and that they kind of have you know fell in love with. And so like, I'm I'm stoked, man. Like this this I don't think there was a better outcome than this the only, the only thing that could have potentially been better is if they were able to trade trade up in the draft from four um you know but like i'm perfectly fine with with Amon thompson because like i said i do believe that you know he could at least be a scoot level player and considering that you know he surpasses scoot in some of the measurable areas he has to potentially even be better than scoot like if some things go right and then we got a guy at 20 who the rock is clearly had you know top 10 on their draft board so you just walk away from the draft I, it's kind of to me um i don't know how y'all felt on the on draft night for the houston texans when they got uh when they drafted cj stroud yeah, and you're like man we got cj you know you're happy you know you're content and then next thing you know they traded right back up and got will anderson you know with pick three and so like this is a, a little bit different but it was kind of a similar feeling because you walk you, you feel like you're walking out of a draft and you feel like your team clearly got better. Yeah, and it's it's like um, if you sat there and I said it in the space, if you watched that, I don't even want to call it basketball, but what we watched these last three seasons, um, just as some like as, as a fan, it was hard, right? There were there were um, there were times where I I didn't you know didn't want to watch the game that night. You know what I'm saying? Like I just didn't. I watched a lot of those games out of obligation. Um, not out of like, I'm excited for them, right? Um, and then you talk about just watching them, bro. I had to make content for this team. You know what I'm saying? Like podcasts and spaces, and you know all the different you know videos we we put together throughout the season. That was not fun. Like I, I'll be completely frank with you. Like it was it was not fun. It was not. Um, it was challenging at times to find the motivation to do it. And so it's like I I've put up with all of that for these last three seasons. I, you know, it hasn't paid off just yet, but like the, the, like the path for it to pay off 
it's put there. We we walked away with this three-year tank with Jalen, with Shingon, with Tari, with Jabari, with, with Amin, with Cam. Like somebody said earlier today, there has to be an all-star. Bro, I was there. Like, just about to say that. You have to have it. There has to be like two all-stars in that group. Right? There has to be. There's no way. It's crazy. Yeah, like ahead, if bro. you look at it now, there is a they and I, and this is this is very homerish to say out loud, but each one of those guys has all-star potential. I mean, Thompson has all-star potential. Jalen Green, Cam Whitmore, Jabari Smith, and Alperin Shingun. Maybe not all at the same level, but I think that they all have – there's an avenue to where they could all be, you know, an all-star player. So, obviously, they're not all going to attain that. But the fact that we have five guys who you feel like, okay, you know, like at least at least one or two of these guys has to be able to hit their ceiling, right, or at least come close to it. And if they do – they're going to be an all-star player. And so like now I can I feel like I can walk away from this rebuild and actually be excited for real because like there's been moments where I've been like I've been having to like cope and I've been having to like rationalize okay well you know it's not that bad. You know what I mean? It could be this. You know what I mean? And now I can honestly like I can honestly say like I think that like you said after this 3 years we did walk away with potentially a young core and you know going into the draft yesterday i I was not 100 percent sure because yesterday we went into the draft and we were like man jalen green really got to hit if jalen green don't hit it's 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 a wrap and even though we believe in jalen green like you said it's a lot of pressure to put on jalen it's a lot of pressure to put on alpi you know we like man alperin shingun better hit or this draft or this this tank was completely worthless or you like you know what i mean like you we were we were in spaces saying these things guys we were in chat saying these things like hey it's all on it's all on Shingun, it's all on Green, it's all on uh, you know, hopefully Jabari can have a you know a massive shake back. Um, but now we've walked out of this draft with like two, you know, two top ten talents. And so that you you add those to the three that we already had, and then you still have a guy like Tari Eason, who like to me, like Tari Eason is a guy who he may never be an all-star, but he can be a he can be an all-star in his role. He can be one of those guys that we always refer to as like, man, he's a superstar role player. He's a guy who like he changes the outcome of games. He wins you basketball games. He, you know, and like Brad, you can you can attest to this. Like the the uh, the analytics bear this out. Like the Rockets were a, a significantly better team when Tari Eason was on the floor last year, and it wasn't because necessarily he was just like this dynamite scorer or this highlight real player. He just does all the little things that contribute to winning. So like we're. The Rockets are in 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 like really good shape right now. Yeah, and we're about to you know wrap as a whole. But the excitement level I have right now for the Houston Rockets is at like a twenty five out of ten. Um, they really they aced the draft last night. Um, walked away as the winners, in my opinion. Other fan bases will say the same thing, which is great to see, which we tested on this podcast as well. And I want to say it's good to see you guys yesterday at the Rockets event. See all the Rockets fans. See Rockets legends. Uh, you know, chopping up with Vanessa, Ryan, you know, legends like Jill Green, uh, and Calvin Murphy, and the list goes on. Uh, amazing experience. If you guys have a chance to go next season, as you guys mentioned earlier in the podcast, definitely go. Um, even though the draft is going to be a little different, you know. Hopefully we're not back in the lottery. You know, maybe we're going to have Brooklyn's pick. We'll see. But you know, as a whole, um, it, it, it was good seeing y'all and everybody else. But Vader, um, you can go ahead uh, and plug yourself again so people know where to find you. All right, cool. Uh, you can find me at uh, Vader underscore H Town on Twitter and Instagram, and also check out the uh, uh, Rocket Field Pod with Lashar Binkley. Yeah, I'll check out that. Pod. You guys got a, a pretty big special guest coming. Yeah, up, we're right? gonna have. Yeah. Was that, yeah, that we're today? gonna have uh, not today. We're gonna have Craig Ackerman on, and uh, like we got we got to get you guys on. Matter of fact, <laughs> that's gotta be like that's that's the let next let big guest. Gotta get you guys on there. Let us know. There you go. And then Will, of course, man. Yeah, I mean, as always, Vader, thank you for coming on the show. This is like a the third co-host at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bias Houston. Um, great draft experience. Like, like I, I feel like um, I didn't do a good job of explaining Mike's or vocalizing my excitement. But like Brad said, twenty-five out of ten. I, I think that um, I think yesterday went as good as it could have ever went. Um, and it, it, like I said, it, it's it's made. You know, it's, it's it's this first step in making the last three years of this nonsense worth it. So, um, it's, yeah, it's man, almost I, three I, o'clock I, in the I, afternoon. And let me be honest, we we turned up so much last night as far as like being excited. Like, I'm surprised we're even up right now at three p.m. Bro, twelve hours ago, I was not home, and <laughs> I'm up 
<laughs> alert right now. Like I think I'm all like I think I'm off like four hours of sleep or something like that. But hey, I had fun. Hey guys, like it's it's almost like every time we hang out, it's like it's like a super memorable experience. I remember like the the World Series after the Astros won, and like this, I'm gonna put these like you know kind of kind of up there like uh, all the times that like yeah. we done kicked it you know after some kind of big event yeah this is gonna be on my one two for sure the astros one's gonna stay one absolutely one, but this yeah. one. and to the rockets until yeah, the rockets get theirs when the rockets yeah, get the rockets theirs hey one, we might not go home that night <laughs> <laughs> bro i'm not going home it's gonna be a movie but as always guys y'all know where to find me uh brado nba our Instagram, Twitter. If y'all still listening, we appreciate you guys. We're about an hour in. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Again, we're getting we're closing in on a thousand. Um, really, you know, thankful for you guys for what's happening with us. But we'll be back soon. More exciting guests. We'll be covering the summer league, free agency, all that good stuff is coming up. So y'all make sure to stay tuned for the Brad and Will show. And we thank you guys again for listening.